Tune welcomes another edition of I'm Sorry, I'll Read It Again, which features Tim Brooke Taylor, John Keyes, Graham Garden, David Hatchtow, Ken Labilotti. Well, don't let's hang about. We've got three and a half jokes to crack in 30 minutes. Here's the first one and a half, John Otto Keyes. Oh, no, it's I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again, Mother, again. <laughs> most formidable and desolate regions, where mile upon mile of sand is darkened only by the black ooze of oil. The British beaches. The Arabian Desert. Oh! It is 358 miles from Cairo to Tel Aviv, 275 miles from Tel Aviv to Tashkent, and 58 miles from London to Oxford, and six foot four from John Cleese's head to his toes. But that doesn't make him a better person. And if Bill Hardy and Tim Brooke Taylor were laid end to end, I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, and tomorrow I will go to the doctor. Our team were based at Sidi Ben Turpin. It is a city of a thousand delights and a population of a quarter of a million. So there aren't enough to go round. We spend an evening at a nightclub watching exotic local dancers. Attention, listeners. Here is a cold meat joke warning. A cold meat joke follows. Look, the exotic dancers dressed only in slices of cold meat and she's dropping them one by one. Yes, yes, it's the dancer for seven veals. Danced by salami. She's an old ham. <laughs> the city has been pretty out of touch for a long time, which is why their jokes are so old. We stayed only one night in the only hotel, typically primitive with hot and cold typhoid in all rooms. It had advertised bed and board. In fact, we slept on the board as the bed had run away the previous week. Next morning, we breakfasted on the rich local food, uh, which kept us going for the rest of the day. <laughs> then on and on we trekked over the scorching desert, till at last we came to an incredibly lonely spot. Oh, I'm lonely. Thank you, Spot. <clears throat> the dog told us we were nearing civilization. You're nearing civilization. Soon we reached the oil riggers camp at Elastic. It is an oilman's... It is an oilman's loneliest fate to be sent for a stretch in Elastic. We knew we had arrived when we caught sight of a gigantic Derek. Hello, I'm Derek. Well, the four. Foreman. Tell me exactly what is the setup here? Well, we've got 15 men working in shifts. And very pretty they look. Yeah. Isn't this a very lonely job? No, 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 I'm used to loneliness. I used to be a lighthouse keeper till one day I ran up the stairs too quickly and screwed myself into the roof. Mm. men out here together for 15 months and, and, and no women at all. Uh, doesn't this worry you? Yes, yes. Two babies were born last week. <laughs> I, I know this is a British firm dedicated to exploiting underdeveloped countries, uh, but you must come across the natives now and again. Do you, in fact, have any local relations? No, not at first, but I have three daughters now. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, the, uh, the local sheikh, Ahmed. Ahmed? Ahmed to the teeth, pops in to stare at the white man's magic oil machines, you understand. But we keep the peace with him by making some simple primitive bargain. Like? Like we, uh, we give him 50,000 gilt-edged shares and he promises not to blow us up. Mm. The foreman then showed me round the camp. Uh, these are the men's dormitories, as you can see. The bunks are in tiers. <laughs> and uh, here's the game's room. The men play table tennis and darts, and when they get bored, they play table tennis with darts. 
Finally, the chief engineer explains some of the technicalities of oil drilling. Of course, you know, when the oil comes out of the ground, it's pretty filthy. I've got some here in this tin. This is crude oil. Uh, but it goes through many processes until finally you get oil like this here in this tin, which is now refined. Oh, I do beg your pardon. <laughs> and here's the drill machine itself. Switch it on and it starts drilling. Now, the men work six hours at a shift and usually finish their stint by singing the traditional oil song. Yes. Oil, me seeing you. Yes. Oh, yes. Isn't it oh, rather dangerous work? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> well... When the drill's going up and down and chains flying like this, you've got to keep 100% concentration. One tiny lapse and it could be absolutely fatal. <laughs> and so I prepare to leave the oil riggers of El Astic. They work away here in hope day after day. But even as we left, we heard the sound of a strike. So here, 5,000 miles from England, British industry is functioning just as it does at home. Next week... As the second of our studies on lonely jobs, we meet the man with the loneliest job in the world, the Prime Minister's Public Relations Officer. The doctor will see you now. Uh, he hello, doctor. Ah, you've not been to see me for a long time. Well, well I've been ill. Oh. I hope you're better now. Oh, yes, I am, thank you. Then get out and stop wasting my time. You see, I'm, I'm very worried because I'm, I'm getting very fat. <laughs> yes. Yes, look at that tummy. Looks as though it'd burst if I stuck a pin in it. <laughs> oh! Well, worth trying. Oh, it was worth trying. Now, uh, can you see your feet? No, I can't. Oh, you're lucky. One's on back to front. Oh, I wondered why I was going round in circles. Uh, no. Uh, you are fat, dear me. Look at this mirror. <laughs> Gave you a shot, didn't it? Yes, yes. Oh, it's a distorting mirror. <laughs> Make it Battersea Funfair. Uh, come on, then, get on the scales. What? It's a uh, speak your weight machine, you know. Why didn't you tell me my weight, then? It's got laryngitis. Oh. Uh, uh, give me the card. Here you are. Oh, I'll never believe this. What? You are tall and slim and sexy. Be ready for romantic involvement. Oh. Right, take your clothes off. What? I want to examine it. What did you think I meant? Well, you see, you said romantic involvement. With so me? I... No, 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 no. Well, why not? I'm extremely handsome. <laughs> and I'm a doctor. Oh. Not like you, fatty. I'm not fatty, I'm not. Why are you here, then? Well, well, because you're fat. fat. No, I'm you're not. You're no, no. fat. Oh, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Oh, <laughs> stomach up. Oh, 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 wobbly draws. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's quite unforgivable. I do apologise. Uh, now, where were we? <laughs> Bunter. <laughs> I want to lose weight. Oh, now, well, really? Well, would you like to lose 14 pounds of unsightly fat? Yes, I would. Okay, I'll cut your head off. No! Uh, now, how have you been eating? Well, I just put the food in my mouth and swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, some sort of joke. No, no. Uh, do you eat sweets? No, no. Good, I hate sharing. <laughs> ah, delicious. Now, um... Pass me that little book. Here now, are. this little booklet is going to be your diet. Eat two pages a day uh, without butter, right? Well, be enough. Uh, do you realize I've got to do something to stop you eating? Yes, I do. So I'm going to knock all your teeth out. No! There, that should help. Is that all, Doctor? No. 
Before you go, I'm going to give you a jab. An injection? No, just a jab. Oh! Did that hurt? Yes. So it should. I don't go to karate classes for nothing. <laughs> ah, right. Well, uh, then you just uh, get rid of that pot, and in two weeks I want you to be too small for that nice suit. Then I can have it. Cheer up. You've lost ten pounds already. I haven't. You haven't seen my bill yet. <laughs> my rule. of Dick Whittington, Lady Godiva, Robin Hood, Giants, Lady Godiva, Wishing Wells, Lady Godiva, Goblins, and so on. And not, of course, forgetting Lady Godiva. The whole country is steeped in ancient romance, and it is hard to walk across an ordinary meadow without stepping into some little bit of history. <laughs> so come back with us now to England in the Middle Ages, when all these ancient tales and legends actually happened. <laughs> Inside the old nag inn near Coventry, the locals are relaxing after a hard day's work. Bonnie's her England coin, Gary, oh, Gary, a roll to the north. Bonnie, Gary, and him, sixty long leagues he rolled. Gary, oh, Gary, and he fell off. Evening, Farmacology. I, I've heard as how you've been 
having a spot of trouble with the goblins down at Long Mile Bottom. Ah, it is true, Mistress Rosie. Them been a curdling the milk and stopping the ends of laying. Ah, they do be troublesome, you goblins. But as we old country folk do say, if the sun doth rise upon St. Lammas Day before the cows come home to milk him, and sheep lie down too in the shade of an oak or blackthorn tree when the rowan be in blossom, pay no attention. When you, you know, they do say as how the best way to get rid of goblins is by means of an old charm or spell dating back to the 7th century. Well, how, how do we go? A oh, bit like this. Goblin be snuffed, goblin be puffed. Goblin, oh, goblin. Why don't he get... <laughs> oh, well, hang on, hang on. Who's this are coming? Why, it is Tim the Peddler of Swatham. Exhausted. I've been peddling all over the shire today. Yes, I have. It's no fun being a peddler. I must have peddled 50 leagues today and to cap it all. The handlebars fell off. Well, man, is that part of this strange machine humans are riding? That's right. Well, well, this is a weird contraption and no mistake. Two wheels, a saddle, two pedals driving a chain, a pair of handlebars, a little bell. Why, I've never seen the like of it, bearing in mind that we're in medieval England. Invented it. Oh, what do you call it? It's a telephone. Oh! Ah, I've heard of this from my cousin Simon. But your cousin Simon is in Edinburgh. Oh, I know, but he rang me up the bicycle. Ah. Oh, good evening, Mr. Tinsler. Oh, hello, Mistress Rosie. I'll have a maiden tonic, please. Oh, and drinks for everyone else on me. Money is no object. Why, Mr. Tim, this is a change. But hark, it's twelve o'clock, and his candle must eat. Oh. And they say that at this time, on this particular night, at this very spot, there do be the sound of strange music, and a weird figure do appear. Hark! the butcher. And I don't come much butcher than that. Hey, yeah, 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 have you Lord Leofric, the wicked Baron Plot, is planning to overthrow the rightful Earl of Coventry and steal his fish. You mean he's going to take his place? <laughs> but if Lord Leofric takes over, he'll but tax on everything and ruin us all. We've been done for. And even as the news reaches the villagers, Lord Leofric, the light-fingered, sits in his gloomy castle, plotting and counting his money. Only one man stands in the 
in my way, the Earl of Coventry, but I shall succeed him. <laughs> I only mention this to explain the scene which follows. <laughs> my assistance, perchance the evil deed is done. Ah, there you are, gentlemen. Good uh, evening. Precisely. And have you... By any chance... Some... News for you? News? Yes, we have bad news. news. Concerning... A certain nobleman... Of Coventry. Coventry. Who has met with a... a slight accident. If you... Take our... Meaning. Exactly. Most... Regrettable. Unfortunate. Precisely. And that is all? The news? That is all the news. Excellent. And now... now and look at the, the weather. weather. <laughs> 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 at last I am the Earl of Coventry. I shall squeeze every penny out of those miserable peasants. My lord, what are you doing? Ah, this is my beautiful wife, Lady Godiva, by way of explanation. Lerbrick, I heard what you said through the keyhole. Curtis, I knew I shouldn't have said it through the keyhole. Lerbrick, you can't take all that money from the peasants. Yes, I can. There is to be a new levy. What's wrong with the old one? There will be a new levy if I say so. I was just discussing it with my privy councillor. It's inhuman. I forbid it. If you do not do what I ask, I shall ride through the streets of Coventry without my clothes. Now say that you're beaten. <laughs> well, say something. Don't just stand there. I can't bear it. Oh, yes, you can. And so, next morning, the town crier announced Lady Godiva's promise. I made public that Lady Godiva will this day ride through the streets of Coventry absolutely utterly in the streets of Coventry absolutely without without absolutely absolutely nude evening <laughs> It is forbidden for anyone to look at her as she rides past absolutely in the afternoon. Hello? And the villagers discussed the news. Ah, well, 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 all I can say is it's a brave thing Lady Godiva is doing. It's a brave and selfless act and no mistake. And if she don't get her way with Lord Leofric, I only hope she goes on doing it every day, twice on Saturday, ah, three times on Sunday. True, true, but what about the taxes? No, you get a better view from the top of the bus. Oh, oh you meant that kind of tax. Why? If I'm going to be able to pay them, I shall have to sell the old cow. And here she is. Ladies and gentlemen, here is an important announcement. The old cow and here she is is the sort of remark which usually precedes the entrance of Lady Constance to Coverlet. Unfortunately, this week she is unable to be with us. But we shall carry on without her nonetheless. And we hope that her absence will not too sadly be felt. Thank you. If I don't get enough money for the old cow, well, I'll just have to sell the old pig. Oh, can't get rid of me of these little things. Why, it old cow? 
nonsense the way in which you would come. We weren't expecting you. You got here just in time. We're desperate. Let them know, Colonel. As usual, we don't know what to do. Oh, don't worry. As usual, I'll think of something. And so the villagers told Constance the Witch of Lord Leofric's wickedness and Lady Godiva's plan to ride through the streets. Oh, the poor girl. She cannot do that. No, no, we must, must stop her. Ah, no, no we Yes, we must, poor little thing. And what is more, I will ride in her place. Oh, great. Well, that shall need help. And plastic surgery. And in a flash, Constance the witch vanished, and in her place stood Lady Godiva. Peeping Tom, who peeped out through a hole in the shutters as she rode past. <laughs> Alarmed by the noise, Lord Leofric popped his head out of a window. <laughs> What's happening? Good afternoon, Lord Leofric. Good afternoon. Oh, 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 wait a minute. You're not my wife. I ain't been duped. Oh, you poor thing. I'm sure something can be done about it. <laughs> Bring me a horse. A horse was brought and Lord Leofric leapt from his fourth story window straight into the saddle. Graham Garden and Bellotti. The script was written by Graham Garden and Bellotti. The song was by Bellotti and played and arranged by Liam Cohen. 
We hope you've spotted the two jokes, and here are two more surprise guest jokes. David Hatch and Peter Titheridge, the producers. Sorry, three surprise jokes. Enter now, one and a half, John Otto Cleese to say... Radio 740, CBC Toronto.